This week on The Reverse Stick, Matt, the Russians are coming. Quick, get to the beaches. I hope they're here. I suit it too. The Olympic qualifiers get underway, folks. Here in Perth, we're going to be at the game later. And welcome once again to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. My name's um, John Comrade Lee. John. No, I'm, I'm with Comrade Matt here. Looking forward to uh, some Olympic qualifying action later today and having some fun doing this podcast. Indeed. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Good. I'm sorry, I'm a bit late getting over here because I've just finished making my pretty little Rus- Russian sign with the oh. uh, Love Heart flag on there. So um, I thought you might have had some problems finding your way here after your eyes were damaged last week. Oh, with the glint. The glint, glint. Yeah. glint. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's nice that you came down to walk in hockey today and you're wearing your state tracksuit pants and had the medal on as well. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I did have the state tracky pack. But that's only I've got I'm gonna wear a different piece of apparel every time I know I'm gonna catch up with Daryl. Right, yeah. So because right. he loves seeing me in that state. He did get a smile on his face. Yeah, yeah. Um well, what do we got? We're gonna be out at the uh, Perth Hockey Stadium a little bit later, which is gonna be incorporated into this show. Yeah, we did have a moan about the early timing of the game and that's certainly put some pressure on what we're gonna record here right now. <laughs> and yeah, I'm gonna be a bit naughty and take my daughter out of school half an hour early oh, yeah. to get to take her up to the game and I'm sure that's happening all over the state. Well, you know, what's happening to the state Where of are all education? the kids going? Yes. They'll all be rushing to the Perth Hockey Stadium. Uh, plenty more to get to in the show as well. I've got I've I I need to um bust open a story on this show today, Matt. Alive and exclusive. Alive and exclusive. It's it's a shame on the game. Okay. I'll let you know more. I'm interested. A little bit later on. News. Uh, let's start with uh, the big event from the weekend, Sultanul Johor Cup. Indeed. That was um, played in Johor Baru. And uh, what a... <laughs> That's, well, we went through most of the uh, the games last week, but we we get to the finals. The fifth, sixth placing game was between Australia and New Zealand, and it was Australia who got the cookies there, uh, four goals to two. Probably both of those nations would be a little bit disappointed to end up in that five-six game. I would have thought, but um, it was a very strong and healthy competition this tournament. There was some great hockey played. Uh, Malaysia and Japan played off for third place, and it was Malaysia getting up there over the Japanese, three goals to two. And then we got to the gold medal game, India versus Great Britain. And I don't know how much you might have caught of this game, Matt, but it was a cracker. It was a great game of hockey to watch as a visual spectacle. End-to-end stuff, just... Uh, just fantastic hockey to watch. You know, end to end, and it went right to the end as well. It did indeed. Uh, India scored in about the 37th minute to take a 1 0 lead, and then Great Britain struck back like a minute later. Mm. Bang, one all. And it stayed that way till about the last 20 odd 30 seconds of the game. Um, the, the Indian keeper made a string of three sensational saves, but Great Britain just kept piling on the pressure, and he couldn't quite get to the fourth one. Great Britain lead. Two goals to one. India just had time. One final forward thrust. Got down there. Ball comes across the face of the goal. No one there. Oh, dear. Uh, so, and it was a thrilling game of hockey. Well done to Great Britain for winning that one. Two goals to one. Back to back. Back to back. Well done. Um, someone's made the, made the point. Someone that was up there doing a bit of broadcasting actually made the point that when they play as England at that tournament, uh, they suck. Yeah, and when they play as Great Britain, they win. Uh, their record as Great Britain is outstanding. Their record going there as England is terrible. Is it slightly more balanced 
GB side, as in Scots and Welsh representation. Well, that was, and I saw there was three or four Scottish lads. That was what this person there. was implying, yeah, was yeah. That, that the inclusion of those other countries' team players made the difference. Yeah, but it makes, that makes total sense, doesn't it? It does. Um, yeah, great game. Uh, also, we made the comment and pushed past pundits the other night that um, you're probably not going to see a game like that very often at uh, um, international A level. Well, certainly you talked about the the way that the Indian boys went about their game. It wasn't just the Indians. It was the Great Britain boys as well. There was a great deal of freedom in the game. And I'm not sure if this works everywhere in the world, but it seems like once you get into that A national setup, the coaches don't let you play like that anymore. You're part of a structure and you're part of this. And I'm sure they have that at the under-21 level, but there seems to be more freedom for the players at that level than there is once they get into that senior team and, and environment. Yeah, well, you know, John has spoke about that when we, we interviewed him and when we caught up as well. It's uh, him being a natural striker. He felt as though that natural goal-scoring ability was kind of knocked out of a lot of players. And so yeah. that, that, that little bit of an edge that you might have isn't quite there because you, you've got to be a more rounded player. One of the most amazing things about that game was the fact it was nil a lot half time. I mean, both teams had super and plenty of opportunities to score goals and it was really exciting and, and attractive hockey to watch, but they still couldn't get it in the net. Um, a fantastic effort from Great Britain and from India as well. And well done to the Johor Hockey Association yep. for making that available to view on YouTube live and free all around the world. Yes. Good on them. Uh, thank you very much for that. It'd be great, be great if that happened again next year. It'd be tremendous. It should happen again next year, Matt. Hashtag just saying. Just saying. I'm sure everybody's learned a lesson. Um, what else have we got as far as results go? There's some international results here. Uh, if we go to the TMS yeah. page. Now, uh, uh, the Pakistanis had a, a double header against Germany in men's competition. That was a couple of did. whoppings for Germany. It was a 6-1 and 6-2. Um, to be expected. In fact, I'm, I'm surprised that the score lines were that close. I'm surprised Pakistan managed to slip a goal in. Yeah, well, they didn't get a lot of prep time in as they were That's still finalising the squad a couple of days before yeah. before leaving. Oh, they could still be a dark horse, mate. They did, did just the sort of team that when you think they've got nothing, they'll pop up and they'll beat someone out of the blue. Well, I, I like the German and the Germany, the Pakistan Netherlands clashes. They, they are always entertaining. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that, that's good. Couldn't get your eyes on more that. more on that shortly. Uh, also, Belgium and Argentina have played a couple of games. Only one official one, we're led to believe. Uh, a four-three win for Belgium over Argentina there, but apparently there was a practice game as yeah, well involving a, the two teams. A, a fiery practice game yeah, involving cards and yeah, altercations yeah. and players being threatened with expulsion from the game and all sorts of things. Yeah, uh, but we might have to find out more about that. Well, game. well, you've stated before you're not a big fan of the the practice game, are you, between sides when uh, when they've got proper test matches or yeah, uh, what, the what's the point? Going on, Why don't you just play a test? Yeah, and make it official. Uh, okay, we've also got Spain and Argentina. They played uh, on the 21st. It was a two-all draw there. Uh, previous to that, they played on the 20th, and it was a 2-1 win to Argentina. No, sorry, Spain. To, to Spain. So um, Spain, a little bit of... Uh, Oh, you, is that a good result for them? I think it is. Yeah, I think it's a great result for they'll, them. They'll that, give that, them confidence. Yeah, good confidence going into the France game. Yeah, especially. Uh, we also had India. Oh, no, that's the Scotland Johor Cup. That's all of them. I think we'll, we'll have a look at what's in progress. Nothing comes up as the in progress. I know because it's moment. all about the Olympic qualifiers now, isn't it? And they're coming up this yeah, week. Should we go through them very quickly? Yeah, go. Do, go okay, for first up for the women, we get underway with Australia versus Russia. Just uh, what's that? About two hours away, mate. Uh huh. 
Uh, yeah, we're going to have to move on, aren't we? Uh, the next game will be China versus Belgium. Uh, that's coming up at 4pm local time for us here in Perth. So that game is starting an hour after the Perth game starts. Well, what, well, that, what sense does that make about the, uh, the scheduling of the game that I'd heard was to suit uh, the That's view, what we were the, told. Suit, suit the viewers internationally. Yeah, there's, we were, a, there's an overlap there, isn't there? Well, clearly, we were told that the reason it was a three o'clock start was uh, it not enforced, but highly recommended by the FIH to fit in with their broadcasting schedule. Now, you, then you get the crossover between the China Belgium game, and the next game's not. In, Six hours later. Six hours later. Yeah. So it's not like it was, there's not room no, Four there. hours later, sorry. Yeah. yeah. They, they could have moved. They could have still started China and Belgium at, at four and then started the Australia-Russian game at 5.30 or six and still got the eight o'clock game in. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we spoke last week, the, the Australia-Russia game, we, we know the way that we think that's going to go. China-Belgium is going to be a tight one, though. Uh, yeah, especially because it's in Wuzhin. Yeah. And teams definitely struggle travelling to play at Wuzhin. We saw the Chinese girls during the Pro League. Um, I think they beat the Germans. They nearly beat the Netherlands. Uh, they had a good win against Great Britain there. Yeah. So, you know, they can play at home. It'll be a tough game for the Belgians. And shout out to Tammy Stanley. She's over there in front oh, of the she? show. She's in the tech in there. Oh, good stuff. And then uh, at 8pm tonight, Perth's local time, so wherever that works <laughs> out for you in the rest of the world, it's Spain versus Korea at Estadio Batiro. Um then we've got the return game versus China and Belgium tomorrow as alongside the return game Australia and Russia and Spain and Korea. So they're all playing. Uh, that game's getting underway. The first one at 4 p.m., then at 7 p.m., and then at 8 p.m. local time for us here in Perth. So you can work that out how that works for you guys. Apparently all the games are going to be on FIH Live, but we'll be monitoring that. Yeah. Um, we're well, not we... expecting to see Australia versus Belgium in this country. Well, Sorry, Australia versus Russia in this country, because it's played here. And well, the FIH the broadcast, yeah, but... announced all of the, the broadcasters in various countries. Yeah. You can get on to FIH.ch and uh, somehow navigate your way around to see if it's on a, um, a free uh, free basis through FIH.live locally or via a local yeah. broadcaster. Now, oh, this is really quite irritating, Matt, because uh, not all the fixtures are on that page. Here we go. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, now, the next round of games starting on the 1st of November, India versus the USA at Kalinga Stadium. Uh, Great Britain are playing um, Chile, Lee Valley, and Germany playing Italy at Hockey Park. And then the return games start, India versus the USA. Ireland versus Canada, Great Britain versus Chile, Germany versus Italy and rounding out with Ireland versus Canada. Now, a lot of those games you could probably pick the result. You'd think Australia will beat Russia. You'd think Belgium. No, I don't. No, you think China, sorry, will probably get over Belgium home ground advantage. Spain should sort out Korea, but that could be a really tough game for the, the Spaniards. The Koreans are tough little nuggets. Yeah, yeah, They'll annoy yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Australia versus Russia. Uh, India versus USA. You'd think the Indians are going to win that game. Although the USA have had some good exposure at pro league level against some good teams and who play good hockey. Something that India necess- might not necessarily have had well, in yeah, recent times. Mahir Vizavda spoke about it in Push Past Pundits episode 7. Do that, download it. It's on a separate feed. Follow at pushpastpundits.com. Available now. So that's a really interesting game. Great Britain and Chile. Well, you'd think that's... Great Britain's to lose. Um, 
Germany and Italy, once again, Germany you'd think would be too strong for the Italians. Uh, but Ireland, Canada. Yeah, intriguing in, in both, <laughs> both countries. And, and really important for the hockey programs yeah. in both countries. Yeah. And it's actually a pity that they've matched those two together in the sense that it means so much for those countries' hockey development to make this Olympics. And it'll be really hurtful for the side that doesn't make it. Very hurtful. So do you think it should be fair if, if one lays down and, you know, so, so we get an Ireland and a Canada go through? Because <laughs> it would be unfair if, no, it's, if they it's lost, just out, a, it, lost out twice to the same, same nation at this stage of qualifying. Yeah, it's just the way it works sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm, but, I'm looking yeah. forward to the fight between Stephen Finlayder and Keely Dunn. Oh, yeah, that, uh, that could be really interesting. Can we film that? <laughs> uh, that that's what's happening in the women's uh, side of things. For the men, we're getting underway um, at 6 p.m. today. Perth time. What time's that at the Stadio Botero? Spain uh, versus France. The midday. Midday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, midday local time there think, in yeah. in uh, uh, Spania. Intriguing game. France definitely an up up and comer with some really good players who've been playing good hockey in Europe uh, against Spain, which we probably know what Spain bring to the table. Uh, yeah. French maybe not so much. Uh, no, we said. The French have been on the improve dramatically, haven't they? And had a great World yeah. Series and uh, Hockey Series Open. Um, I um, I think this is going to be so tight that it's going to be each side are going to get a win, and it's going to be a goal difference. Oh, yeah, a goal difference on, and it's and it'll probably be the Spanish that'll get it in the dying moments of the game, last last <sighs> oh, hit, yeah, yeah last, last touch of the ball, and uh, and they'll be going to the Olympics. Okay, uh, then we get Canada and Ireland. Again, this time the men. Yeah, yeah. See, that's how important that fixture is because it's it's not just whether you're men or women. It could be both of your... Yeah, that's my point. That's what I was just. That's the point I just cruel, made. isn't it? Um, I'm not picking that one. Netherlands and Pakistan. We already think that the Netherlands is going to win that. Yeah. We, could, we just don't trust Pakistan. But you know what? Having said that... <laughs> They're, they're just as likely to. Yeah, they're not. They're not going. The organisation just isn't there, yeah. unfortunately. It's... Uh, and and there's a couple of big outs as well. Um, Mohamed Rizwan Senior is out, yeah. uh, and there was somebody else out as well. So a couple of big big names for uh, a, a fairly fragile setup. It will hurt them. India are taking on the Russian men at Kalinga Stadium. That's on the first of November. You think the Indians will get the job done there? They're, they're a pretty good team, India. New Zealand and Korea. At Taranaki Hockey Club, I think that's a real big danger game for New Zealand. It, it, Korea, perhaps at times their results don't show up, but I actually quite rate Korea. If you don't, no, they're not they're great too, at no, scoring they're goals. That's just too up and down for me, and they yeah. they they held on to a lot of the, those older players in the, in the squad for a little bit too long, and they've paid the penalty because they haven't been playing enough hockey. The experience hasn't come quick yeah. enough for some of the younger players in the squad. Scoring goals will be their problem. I yeah. think they've got yeah, a defence. No, always, always, yeah, always very well organised yeah. defensively. Uh, Great Britain and Malaysia. Now, this is an intriguing game because a few people I've been speaking to recently reckon Malaysia are a real shot at this game. Well, you know, could this be Altman's glory? There isn't a lot there so far. No, but um, personally, I can't see it. I think Great Britain has the players to deal with Malaysia. But... As we've seen with Great Britain before, if they don't turn up, we'll go one nil down. Yeah, big crowd. Yeah, get frustrated. Yep. You know, get thirty-five shots on goal, but the, the keeper saves everything. Yeah. 
We'll be interested to see how those games turn out. Uh, what else have we got there? New Zealand crew, Great Britain, Malaysia. And Germany versus Austria. It's almost a local derby. It is indeed, but I'm not too far to travel. Derby. Oh, don't confuse people. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's a Germany derby. versus Austria. Yeah, that, that'd be intriguing. I don't know much about Austrian hockey, to be honest. Well, Benny Stanzel, so, he's a bit of a weapon. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to watch that game just to see the Austrians go around and learn a bit more about their hockey. You got a, you got a tip? Uh, no, Germany will win. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, Germany will win. Well, that's uh, all coming up over the next week or two. Uh, good yeah, luck next to your two teams if they're involved. If not, uh, commiserations. Um, and you can catch it all allegedly on FIH.live if you don't have a TV broadcast rights deal for a particular game in your region. We are led to believe. Mm, and we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens when... The China-Belgium game comes on a little bit later on, John, and we put it onto our phone, onto... We will be checking. ...onto KO Sports, and if it's not available there, we hope that it'll be available on FIH.live, but I have a feeling yeah. we're going to be going around Geo-blocked and around just again. once again. Yeah. yeah, wait and see how that goes. Um, just quickly, yep. Hockey 1, uh, Sultana Brown Hockey 1 results from the last weekend. We had a couple of rounds played um, in Canberra. Uh, Tassie Tigers took on the Canberra Chill. On the men's side, it was a 6-2 win for the Tigers. And it was a 2-1 home win for the Chill uh, on Sunday the 20th or so. New South Wales Pride 6-1 winners over Hockey Club Melbourne in the men's comp. And 7-2 win, oh, seven, uh, 7-2 win for the home side Hockey Club, the away side Hockey Club Melbourne over New South Wales Pride in the women's comp. In the men's, a uh, big win for Brisbane Blaze. They continue their strong run. 5-1 yeah. winners over the Perth Thundersticks and uh the Thundersticks also 3-0 down on the women's side to the Brisbane Blaze. Uh, where are we going? We're going backwards now. That was Sunday's games. That was Sunday's game. Oh, that was it. That was all we had on Sunday then. So, Friday's games. You want to know Friday's as well? That was yeah. the 18th. Yeah, I can give you those as well, John. Thanks for Thank your patience. You. Brisbane Blaze, 7-0 <laughs> winners in the men's comp over Tassie Tigers and 5-0 winners in the women's comp also. Uh, Adelaide Fire, 6-4 down to the Thundersticks uh, in the men's comp and 2-1 down to the Thundersticks in the women's comp. And finally, the, the third games were Hockey Club Melbourne hosting Canberra Chill, a 10-5 win in the men's competition and a 2-0 win in the women's comp. What does that do to the ladder, John? It basically finalises it, doesn't it? Uh, well, we're not far off. There's, a, uh, There's two rounds to go, and I think um, the finalists are pretty much... Locked in. On the, the men's ladder, Brisbane Blaze, 25 points, 5 wins. New South Wales, 20 points, uh, 4 wins from their 4 games. And then we're down to Hockey Club Melbourne and the Tassie Tigers, both on 10 points apiece. Perth Thundersticks, 7. Um, yeah, you know, still a chance for those two spots, 3rd and 4th, but Brisbane Blaze and New South, New South Wales pride in the men's. Well, Blaze looks like they're through. Yeah, it'll be up to New South Wales. They only need a point, effectively. Yeah. Two games to go. The most a team on 10 points can get is 20. So, um, yeah. And the women's ladder, Hockey Club Melbourne, sit a top four wins from four on 20 points. Uh, Brisbane Blaze in second on 17 points. Cambridge Hill, 15. And Adelaide Fire on 10 points. Uh, Thundersticks still not far, you know, not too far off on eight points. Looks as though New South Wales pride and certainly Tassie Tigers are out of it now. We'll, we'll certainly know by the end of this weekend who the finalists are going to be, I would think. Well, it's the penultimate round coming up um, this weekend. Um, oh, yeah, you'll like this actually, John. 
here we go. <laughs> um, so round six fixtures. Uh, Adelaide Fire take on Canberra Chill in South Australia. Um, certainly on the, the men's competition, there's a lot of returning players coming from the Sultan of Johor yep. Cup. Um, women's international players are obviously still not uh, involved in the squads because of the, the Olympic qualifiers. Uh, coming here to Perth, the New South Wales Pride are hosted <laughs> by the Thundersticks. Um, and we have got some of the ins and outs as you, you go down the list. And we see that uh, uh, Braden King and Tim Gears are out for the Thundersticks, but coming back in are Marshall Roberts and Dane Gavranovich, Gavranich, um, back from international duty, but doesn't say why they're coming back in. Keep on strolling down. We've got the Hockey Club Melbourne taking on Tassie Tigers at the Tasmanian Hockey Centre. Um, big shout-out to Scott uh, Edwards there. Yep. The only state that's offered us free entry to go to a uh, Hockey One game. It's just a bit too far to, uh, to get well, there, isn't it? Well, we're going to get on a birdie and see if he can't fire the boat up for us. Um, yeah, well, we've got to... Yeah, we've can only get that by boat, can't we? Yeah. Can't fly direct. No, no, isn't that bizarre? I can fly direct to London from here, but I can't fly direct to Hobart. Well, you'll like this anyway. Tuzzy Tigers on their, their ins and outs. They've got, uh, three outs. Nicholas Leslie, Henry Chambers, and Oliver Smith. And then on their ins, they've, uh, got Gobindraj Gill, uh, returns from international duty. Sam McCulloch, returns from international duty. Grant Woodcock, goalkeeper, returns from tree climbing event. Is that a Keith Richards inspired tree climbing effect, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know I we had know. a, there was a tweet going around about inspiration, finding inspirational players and stuff, but well, I'm not sure that's the inspiration you want a player is finding. I don't know, they love the logging down there, though, don't they? They do they love were, a bit of logging. Yeah. Could have been that. Could have been a logging event. And, and he's a goalkeeper. Goalkeeper oh, like to log. Oh, oh brilliant. Beautiful. There a we go. tree climbing event. <laughs> event. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. Accident. Mishap. Um, anyway, Brisbane Blaze, they've got the bye. Uh, if you've got KO Sports, you can get your eyes on that here in Australia and uh, head to hockey1.com.au. Do you know if there's any way anybody overseas can see? Not see the games live, but but the highlights are coming out pretty quick okay. and the goals that's, packages are coming out diff- quick. So, um, yeah, check out H1 on that's something the socials. That, uh, if they're going to continue to use KO, if KO is going to continue its involvement, it should look at broadening... The base of people. That yeah, can, I, th- I think know. some some of the um, the goals have been released fairly quickly on yeah. social media, so there seems to be a release of that footage. Allowing the live games to be shown outside of Australia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Certainly, that's that's a model that needs to be looked at. Yeah, I would think so. Um, um, yeah, that's Sultana that's Brown Hockey One, and we're hoping to get down there tomorrow and go and watch uh, yeah Thundersticks versus New South Wales Pride, and then catch the second Olympic qualifiers. It's going to yeah. be a big day of hockey tomorrow. Isn't it, it will be, and I've. Uh, I got my eyeballs on it last weekend, finally. Um, <laughs> do, you want, do you want to say that again? I got my eyeballs on it, right, the hockey one. Yeah. Right, uh, after missing the first couple of rounds, as you know, there was things on. Yeah. Um, and oh, that, that goal conversion still irritates me. I, I, I think it takes away from the game too much. Because, you know, they talk about wanting to have more celebratory moments. You don't actually get time to celebrate the goal that you've scored because you've got to line up and take your penalty shot afterwards. Right. Um, that's right. It's just silly. Doesn't make sense to me. I don't like no, it. It, take, uh, it takes know. takes away the celebration. And here's here's the well, thing. Well, the commentators love it. The commentators think it's great. But as a as a striker, you score your goal. Yay! I've scored a goal. You then get the chance to convert. Oh, I've missed it. It takes that shine off scoring the goal in the first place. It's, yeah. You know, your teammates are going. Oh, well, at least you got the one. You know, yeah. it's a bit like you had a draw. Yeah. Rather, rather than a win. 
It's uh, it just takes away that it actually ends up taking away the celebrating moment aspect of the celebratory moment. Yeah, well, perhaps that's something that can be looked at. And uh, the other thing they really do need to look at, John, is bring back the bully. Hashtag bring back the bully. Yes, yeah. uh, I would like to say though one thing I do do like about it is um, the smaller benches. Yep, I think that's making the hockey better. I think. You're seeing games open up a little bit more. Yeah, well, certainly they've got benches so small that some of them have got to stand up in the dugout. <laughs> but I think that's worthwhile looking at, even maybe for international hockey. Maybe make it 14-man teams. Yeah. Or women teams, whatever you want. Um, yeah, but, apart, I mean, the hockey... You get a whole group of really good hockey players together and you throw them out on a field, you're going to see some good hockey. I mean, that's... The idea that the prior league or the hockey one or whatever wasn't going to be hook, ho- good hockey necessarily was never the question. So, you know... Well, we talked... Little tweaks. Well, yeah, I mean, we so. talked a lot in the past about good hockey and entertaining hockey and they can be two very different things. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. I've, I've seen a bit of shit hockey in there as well. <laughs> You get the occasional crap game. We played in a few crap games, my friend. Absolutely. (laughs) This is Pumele Lambande, captain of the champion Blyde River Bunters, and you are listening to the Reverse Stick Global Hockey Podcast. You are listening to the Reverse Stick the Global Hockey Podcast. And just uh, one more quickly on the hockey one while we're there. Meg Pierce. Uh, Thundersticks player, Blaze player, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, you'll find her on the list there. Meg Pierce was interviewed at halftime. Now, halftime interviews, I'm not real a fan of, you know, the players are coming off, they've only got a, a short amount of time and, and the media wants to, maybe the fans want to see it as well. You know, the players at halftime and quarter time have got better things to do to be taught than be talking to a camera. Well, we talked this about this the other day, and I can understand it perhaps in, in rugby or soccer where there's yeah. a 15 minute break, um, or, or something similar, but in a, in a two minute quarter time break, yeah. when, you know, your coach wants everybody in there and, and listening and singing off the same song sheet. I, and know. there's other things players should be doing in that small space of time. You know, they can be rehydrating, they might get a quick rub or whatever. There's, there's, anyway, I don't necessarily like those, those half time, but, Meg Pierce on the weekend in the Thundersticks Blaze game. Uh-huh. Hats off to her. She's just played a half a hockey in reduced bench, so she's probably a little bit fatigued, looking forward to half time. She gets stopped and, you know, answers a few questions. At the end of the interview, do you know what she said? What? Thanks for your time <laughs> to the interview. Meg, you are an absolute gold girl. Thanks for your time. That's the sort of people hockey players are. Number 14, Brisbane Blaze. Brisbane Blaze. Well done, Meg. Just, and the way she said it was like, um, you're doing me a favour. No, Meg, it's the other way around. You're doing them the favour. But it was fantastic to hear. Um, I want to blow the lid on something, Matt. Okay. Oh, this is the exclusive. Exclusive. Now, I'm calling something out here in the, in the hockey world. Yep. And I think it's, it's become a, a very big problem. And it's something that must be stamped out now before it, it gets out of hand. We've been at Walking Hockey this morning. I've been watching several Walking Hockey videos that have surfaced in the last couple of days. And um, we're going to have to call an emergency meeting for with Alan Gormley. Because uh-huh. there's been an outbreak of running huh? in Walking Hockey. Yeah, there was a fair bit of it going there's, on today, wasn't there? I, I think it's about time we stamped out running from walking hockey. To be, look, to be 
to be honest and to be frank, it's a blight on the game. It is. It is. And and how people of such experience of the game, talking about you, Alan Chesney, uh, don't don't realise that when both feet are off the ground, that is not walking. Well, the funny thing is that a lot of them, if they're near the ball or something, they, they go to run, but they realise it's walking hockey. But you throw the ball 10 metres out in front of them. You watch the legs start to spin. There you go. I, I heard Chaz say today, it's quick walking, it's quick walking. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did too. Before anybody got to say anything. Yeah, you, yeah. You. I was, the amount of times, I was, I've got some pretty big strides. He's 20 metres away it. from me, and I'm just, you know, doing the big strides fairly, you know, fairly swiftly. Yeah. Push, he's there. I'm putting my hand, I'm going, come uh, on, <laughs> let's have a look, what's happening here? But it's not but only it's happening fair, at Fremantle. It's a fair call. I've, no, I've seen the videos. Yeah, in Bromsgrove as, as well, their oh, first look. daytime session on, on Monday. And it, it's incumbent upon the umpires to stamp this blight on the walking hockey game out. Yeah, well, look, this, I think this is the issue, mate. It's all about the umpiring, isn't it? It is. Really, it's all really. about the umpiring. Hello, I'm Nick Irvin, and you are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. He gives me a shock every time he does that. I'm not quite expecting that. Hello, I'm Nick Irvin. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, you're getting messages, mate. Messaged all over the place. I'm free running low. Uh, well, yeah, turn that on. In fact, you might as well turn it off, because look at the time. We're going to have to get ready. Oh, we're, we we're going to the Perth Hockey Stadium. We're going to record some further audio. Whilst we're up there. And, and then uh, whack it on here and then knock the show off. All right. Sounds good. Is it? Yeah. Let's uh, go. Oh, quick. Oh, just before we, get, before we go, because I won't yeah. have this with me. EHL draw. The men's draw happened last Friday oh, yeah, live yeah, yeah. after we uh, recorded. And the women's draw came out at the same time. And that was already decided. Oh, okay. Yeah, just on the, that, the format that time oh, around yeah, with yeah, the qualification yeah. and everything yeah, else yeah. that goes with it. So, uh, Ullenhorst, Mulheim take on Rottweiss, Köln, all German battle there. Mannheimer. Take on Club Igara from Spain, uh, Hockey Club Blumendahl, the Dutch take on Surbiton, and SV Kampong take on Royal Leopold. Could this be the year of the Kampong Rottweiss final? Oh, I think that's the one everybody's hoping for, opposite, isn't it? Opposite sides of the draw. Uh, still don't know yet where it's going to be uh, held in uh, over Easter. Um, they're just not telling you, mate. They've released it to everybody else. They're just not telling you. A lot of sh- I don't know. I think the I think the flights from the UK. Um, I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Surbiton won't be hosting it, but it'd be good if they were. But I think the the flights from the UK to uh, the Netherlands are probably going to be cheaper. You drive than there. Getting to Germany. What? You drive there. I've got the old man with me. That's oh, it's a great opportunity for you to spend some quality time it in is. a car it's for like, several hours. No, 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 no. You can't drink and drive, mate. <laughs> Let's let's get to the Perth Hockey Stadium, comrade. All right, let's do it. I'm Reece Smith, and you're listening to the Reversing Podcast, Glow Hope Ho. You are with the Glow Hope Ho, Reversing. Hashtag Glow Hope Ho. Get with it, kids. Uh, get onto the socials. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook, all at the Reverse Stick. That didn't take long, did it? Uh, no, that was well. We were there and back in a flash. Literally. Um, bit of an issue. What's that? Well, we were going to record when we were up there, but yeah, uh, yeah no batteries. Yeah, well, uh, there were batteries. There were batteries. Yeah, yeah, but they just but didn't have anything. Didn't work. No, that's a pity because they could have taken some fantastic footage. Could, could they? We could have. What on footage of what? Of us on a recorder, on a voice recorder. Oh, recorded our voice footage. It's not called footage. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> Come on. Is that your third one? Is it the black can? 
No. He's getting all excited already. Uh, we're back, yeah, we've just been to the first leg of the uh, Olympic qualifier between the Hockey Roos and Russia, and uh, just got a little something here to say for you, John. Yeah. Oh. I wonder if he is Russian, that fella. He is. Should be delighted, by the way. Cider going about business here. It's loose. Bone quickly. And I think most Russian uh, supporters would be delighted with the way they went about their business. It was very good. Yeah. Which Russian fellow is he talking about? I don't about? know. There's a fellow in the crowd. He looked very similar to you, John. Did um, he? Yeah, wearing, you know, wearing a, a Russian hat, as Russians do. Oh, comrade, uh, Matt. And, uh, and uh, with a little Russian sign with a love heart flag, I think, that was on there. Might have been me. Fantastic. Was, what? Might have been me. Incredible. You were next to me, weren't you, on the other side of the field? Um everywhere anyway fantastic good to see some Russian support in the house uh, a 4-2 win in the end for the hockey ruse mm. two goals within the first two minutes first one on about 40 seconds and we sat there and thought oh, oh. we thought we were right yeah. see what you might not realise about us folks is pre-game when we were talking about the fact that Australia was going to spank Russia 20 nil and it was going to be all over and all that sort of stuff is because we are the world's worst tipsters and if we say that that's going to be the result then the chances are it's going to be the complete opposite well i've just had, i've just had a message come through on instagram from drag flick to see if we could do some predictions for these olympic qualifiers so my my, my prediction is go the opposite of what we do and get your money on it at sporting bet or uni bet or something yeah, get in quick before anybody else listens uh, but yeah, two two nil up very early. Uh, the Russians pulled one back uh, at quarter um, for quarter time. No Pretty good no team go- goal. No, good field goal. Yeah, good field goal. No goals in the second quarter, uh, and then they came out for the second half and a fantastic equaliser from the corner from the Russians. Lovely yeah. routine, uh, ball out wide to the right hand post and the the diving deflection to put it past Wedge. Yep. Um, and then not long after, the Aussies then went back at the other end and, and right, uh, 3-2, 4-2 in the end. Um, but They had yeah. a lot of forward play, it must be said. I mean, the, the right result on the day. Um, you know, Russia probably did deserve a goal and the Australians probably deserved a couple more with the amount of forward pressure they had. Well, the Russians they, they did, didn't get many short corners, the Australian girls. The, Rush, the Russians didn't look as tired as we thought they were going to be no. because we discovered n- they didn't arrive this morning. Oh, we got that wrong as well, yeah, didn't we? Got that wrong. Yeah, they've been, they've been in town for about, what a, surprise. A, about a week. Uh, but they are flying out on Sunday. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe. What did you, okay, let's talk about the Russians because we've seen the Australians a lot. Many of the people that listen to this podcast have, have seen the Australians at major tournaments recently, but uh-huh. we don't necessarily get to see a lot of Russia. The first thing that no, I noticed about the Russians was uh, they've got the world's shortest goalkeeper. <laughs> uh, she's like half post time. We've just for, uh, those to see at home. It was look, it was like looking at an eight year old in goal and going, ah, yeah. oh, bless. <laughs> they, they make it yeah. that size, yeah. and even then it looks oversized. But man, she was all over the shop. She must be one of those kids that's gone through the gymnastics program and hasn't been quite Some the third best yeah. gymnast in the world. So. Yeah. She's in a hockey program. She was awesome. Yeah, little Jack in the Box, sprightly, yeah. um, quick, pulled off some fantastic saves, oh, some big, yeah. big shots. Yeah, she uh, was great. Um, half, po- half post high. It was, yeah. it was, it's funny. <laughs> but, and we've got, we must say that we've got, um, the team manager from the mighty Divi 2 over 50s Masters team we in the studio at the moment, Andy, Meerkat, uh, um, He's just sitting quietly in the corner at the moment. But he, uh, he's, he's filming he's, something at the moment. He that's is. ominous. 
and he, he was, uh, he's that team goalie, fantastic goalie, and he was most impressed by the young Russian lady's efforts, and as equally as shocked at her size as we were. A very young side, some young girls out, yes, out in the fair, yeah. and I think I can say girls. Well, we walked out at the same time. We were amongst the group of the Russian girls as, as we walked out of the stadium, they were walking out to their bus. Uh-huh. So there was, you know, some of them walked past us, some of them were behind us, and as we stopped, they came past us and all the rest. Was, and they were a very young group. It was an interesting range of responses we got as well. <laughs> we were saying, well done, great game. It went from a big smile and thank you to totally ignoring <laughs> the blank of me uh, to a, a bit of a sad face. So some mixed emotions, I think, there within the group. Obviously happy to be here in sunny Perth. Oh, yeah, I don't think they were happy with the result. But uh, they put up a really good show, even though Australia probably had most of the uh, possession and most of the play inside, they're attacking half of the field, so the Russian defensive half. They they still put up a really good show. Move the ball well. They've got uh, a couple of really good young players too. They they, uh, they were particularly good on the break when Australia were pressing very high. The little ball over the top, uh, and there was a pacey forward often on the end of it to sort of um, to get ahead ahead of the Australian defence. So and that, uh, kudos to their coach too. Why is that? Well, most of, we've talked about some of the gear coaches get around with. Yeah. On the field. Yeah, yeah. Panama hat. Oh, right. Lovely white short, shirt, white pants, white shoes. He was just looking, oh. looking the picture of the, the so Russian thought... playboy on the Riviera. Really? You know what I mean? yeah, yeah, he yeah. was looking smart. So I thought, well, I mean, he might have come straight off the yacht. And it uh, might have been at Rotto for the morning. You never know. Yeah, on a multi-million dollar yacht. Oh, yeah, he would have one of them. He could have. He yeah. No, he was looking. He was looking the goods. It was uh, nice, nice to um, yeah, get your face on the screen. Anyway, we've had comments from all over the world um, of of your your presence in the stands. What was that thing about Russian rock star and oh, getting no, shot or that, something? That's from Robin Swindon. Thanks, Robin, for that one. Oh, thanks, yeah, and a, an aged Russian rock star <laughs> in the crowd, um, and he, you shouldn't be putting on that hat. Oh, yeah, very good. I thought I thought Vlad'd like it because it's the old, it's got the old hammer and sickle. We didn't get to get the Vlad's lads signs out though. No, did we? we didn't. It didn't seem appropriate to be no. honest. If it's we were sitting next difficult. together in the stand, but I stayed on the other side of the field in the yellow shirt because I promised our patrons that uh, they'd be able to see me on that far side on on the bank. Yeah. Um, and I was stood there for a bit in the first quarter with the Russian uh, the Russian sign. Got a stra- actually a strange look from Carrie McMahon. He was at right half at the time for the hockey rules. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carrie used to play at, a, at our club a, a few years ago. So he's probably going, I know that bloke. I didn't think he was Russian. <laughs> <laughs> no, but now I actually feel good about going to the game tomorrow. Yeah, well, th- that's exactly right. There's something to go for, yeah. and the Russians will still think there's something in it from them, for them too. Um, you know, it, it'll it'll be hard, uh, and it'll be a lot busier there, to, I would think, than the crowd that we saw there today. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but what, 350, 400? Well, I was just going to say, we got, we got to most of the things we said about this game wrong, except for that one. Yeah. Uh, I did a count it. Oh, well, I got it wrong as well, because I said to you, I didn't think the canteen would be open. Oh, it uh, was, But it yeah. was, yeah. yeah. Chips are pretty good, actually. They were, they yeah. were very nice. Um, I did a count during the Sorry, second quarter. Sorry, did you quarter. have a ham and cheese, cheese toasty? No, I had a burger today. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, I did a count. Yep. At uh, just about five minutes before half time. Yep. I counted the crowd. I physically counted the crowd. Okay. And I got to 300. Busy, what? So you touched every single one of them? Yeah. He's pointing in the air. I reckon I'm I'm down by about 30 because there would have been some people in the bar or whatever. Yeah. But I came out to 320. There'd be about 100 hockey roos. 
um, aren't in the squad and uh, well, there inter- was, other uh, international players that were there. There were Thundersticks players. The New South Wales team, men and women, were both there. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of people there that probably don't count as a spectator. Yeah. But what, what would have been nice is to have seen the respective squads dressed as their respective squads. Because there was a few kids there. There's a few people around, but as they were in their cities, oh, sorry, from, from, I get from those that. viewing the game, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. no, yeah, but when they were there, I think it would have been nice if they were in their state kits of some description, whatever their walkout shirt and a pair of tracks pants that identifies them as as that group yeah, of yeah. they're the New South Wales players. They were just a bunch. Maybe they wanted it this way that they were just a bunch of people standing around having a quiet beer, watching a game of hockey. They wouldn't be drinking if they uh, got hockey Sultana Brand hockey one to play tomorrow, John. Surely not. Carbo loading then. Oh, okay. Um, they uh, it would have been it would have been nice to have seen that, and maybe there would, could have been more interaction for for any kids that were lying sitting around. They were just some young people standing in the crowd. They weren't anybody, if you know what I mean, and. If they had been together as the New South Wales team yeah, yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, the kid, you could say, oh, look, there's the New South Wales team and that's so-and-so. And the few kids that were there. It wasn't, a lot, they, wasn't, yeah, a, wasn't a lot of kids there. Um, no. But, you know, they put, they put out for mascots two days ago, I think, saying we yeah. need some mascots um, be there for 2.15. And like I mentioned last week, the kids were at school then. So there's a few naughty parents pulling them out early. <coughs> <coughs> yeah. <coughs> How is Piper? She enjoyed yeah, the game did, today, yeah, didn't she? Did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the teacher actually said on the way out of the class, oh, it, it, it's an appointment, is it? I said, yeah, yeah, it's an appointment. And Piper just looked up at me and smiled and went, you're a liar. Yeah, you're Dad. A liar. You're naughty. Um, but the, the crowd was very enthusiastic, I thought, too. There was the first, a lot of cheer. first time I've seen when they're lining up for the national anthems as well, one team turn turn around. So the, the so the Russians were facing the the main stand, whilst the hockey roos were facing with the backs to the main stand, with the camera running along the the lineup. So they were were catching the image of, I can of the stand behind. Uh, look, both, and then they switched around. Both teams were facing the stand when they were all introduced, mm-hmm. and then when they played the national anthems, yeah. what happens is you can't turn your back back on the flag. So the team, the the, the, the nation's flags were behind the teams. That's always been the case there, and that's and it, and it hasn't been. They've always. Taken I will the, guarantee you the Russians would not turn their back on the flag while they were singing the national right. anthem. I don't think that I don't think that's a normal the normal case there at PHS for international. Well, it certainly caught the the um the cameraman out because he was lined up ready to go on the other side. The anthem started. And all the girls turned around, and he had to scurry around the other side to get the shot down the line. Brilliant. So I have a feeling it'll have something to do with having a back turned to the flag. I think it's probably more to do with having a um, a, a background with people in it. Uh, yeah, that could be it. Which is something we're, we're advocates for, and we're advocates for positioning of cameras. Yes, so you you, do no, that's get right up your alley. And you're, yeah. not, and you're not just looking at a bloke in a yellow shirt with TRS with his daughter standing in at the halfway line. <laughs> Some nutter in a black hat. <laughs> uh, it was good, and uh, there Does was another done, game. Yeah. Let's while we're at it, there was another game that went on today. It started an hour after the game we attended started, and uh, it was Belgium versus China. Yep. And the Belgians got up. Another one we got wrong. You, we both tipped China. Remember? I haven't done my tipping yet for draft oh. league. Don't worry, we'll we'll see. We'll change. We'll get that changed. <laughs> uh, but it's only one nil. It's only one nil. Here's the thing: the Belgians can win this game today and go down two nil tomorrow, and they ain't going to the Olympics. They have to go down three nil. They won 2 0 today. No, it was 1 0, wasn't it? No, 2. They got one at the end. Oh, did they? Yeah. They got one right at the end, like the last five minutes. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, oh, here you go. 
checking the TMS. No, no you just carry it. on, mate. Yeah, Don't worry okay, about me. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, and um, you got onto TMS, yeah? No, I'm just slow, mate. It's your internet. Okay, my internet. Uh, what else have we got? And got much nothing. I've packed it all away when we went to the game before. Oh. Now I've got nothing else, mate. Oh, shall we leave it at that? Then? Yeah, let's leave it at that. All right. All right. You go, go have, much a, have a good have a good hockey weekend. Uh, lots to watch. Yeah, get onto FIH.live. It wasn't Geoblock the China game here in Australia. Oh, so good. It's, um, just the uh, the one that was on Kaya. So, you know, as we saw, always say, if you're struggling to see it anywhere around the world, go and visit your auntie in Malaysia. Yeah, or FIH.live seems to be showing it if you're not there. Yeah, if you're not in Malaysia or Denmark or Singapore, any one of those some, countries, or some country without a broadcast. We'll be a hockey there. one tomorrow. We too. will. Yep. One. No, just one. Not one two. Well, we'll get three tomorrow. Three games on. Hockey yep. three. Fantastic. We'll give you some... Okay, follow us on the socials because we'll be putting some stuff out on Patreon. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks to our Patreons. We'll see you next week for show 118. Bye. Bye. Oh, Matt, what do you think of the team today? <laughs> Are you going for Russian? Is that Russian? No, it's not fucking Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do, the, do, do the, like, the one that's a bit more like Dracula that you tried a minute ago. You want me to. <laughs> that one a bit more like it. It's in French. It's a bit more French. Yeah. I don't know. Vodka. The vodka, vodka. vodka. Drink the vodka. Vodka. You scored the goals. You scored goals. Yorimsky, Leesky, I think. Yeah, John, John Leesky. That's what he, who he looked like in the crowd there. Yeah, I, 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 I could pull off being a Russian as long as I didn't have to speak. Well, look, we're going to be back there again uh, tomorrow for the second qualifier, John. Oh. Um, what can we do there? I think you should wear some Russian folk dress. All right, I'm going to get into a try and find a. A fancy dress shop in the morning. Let's do this. Uh, keep an eye on your feeds for the next Australia versus... Who do they play? Russia. Russia. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It might be yesterday, depending on when you listen to this podcast. Yeah. See you, folks.